0: <laughs> yeah. What's up, good people? It's Tony Baker, and it's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. How y'all doing, man? We back, you know, me and my lovely co host, Water. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ah. Hey, man. Y'all better be drinking water out here, man. I'm telling you, that's how you stay alive. Even if I pass away suddenly, man, just know I was drinking that water and there was something else that caused my death. Anywho, man, I'm in Vegas all week, man. I got here Monday, Vegas, the land of excess. Man, Vegas, man, it's hard to stay out of trouble in Vegas. Whatever your trouble is, it's right here for the taking. All right? If you're in the prostitution, it's right here. Gambling is right here. Happy ending massages, right here. You know what I'm saying? Drugs, it's all right here. Whatever you into, whatever's your pleasure, it's all here. Math, weed, heroin, Coke, whatever you need. It's all here in sin City, the suicide capital of the u s and the suicide it makes sense here because you know people gambling their whole their whole life savings mortgage that that shit is just scooped off the table with one stroke, man, you' just sitting there taking it like I'll be seeing people lose big and they just be sitting there cigarette smoke. Cigarettes still in their hand, they just sitting there just looking at the table. They just got everything swiped clean off the table. And they just sitting there. And I know they soul just evaporated into the cigarette smoke and just drifted off into the abyss, man. Man, it's it's tragic, man. You can't beat the house. You can't beat the house. This ain't some old mark Wahlberg, jesse eisenberg kevin spacey movie where you can figure out the way to win nah man they gonna get you every goddamn time you might come up a little bit but you ain't gonna come up a lot of bit yeah i just made up a lot of bit man don't judge my life or my vernacular out here man i'm out here performing at brad garrett's comedy club all week long man um just out there, man. Uh, I had two shows so far already, and they was all right. They honestly, they was just okay to me. Um, first show, they was stiff as hell. I mean, I won. Here's the thing: when I perform stand up, man, I hold myself to a very high standard, and if I don't reach that, I'll be like, nah, it was all right, yeah, it was all right, and that's how I felt. Monday, it was kind of tight. I won but by, like, 10 points if it was a football game. I mean, I won by a touchdown and a field goal, but uh, it wasn't a blowout. And then last night, I won by a touchdown. So I'm like, oh, I need it. I need the shows to be better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I was just out here in Vegas uh Shoot at the end of last month, and those shows were, were banging. Like, you know. And Vegas is not my favorite place to perform because the crowds are kind of weird energy-wise. So, you know, it, Vegas is hit and miss in terms of energy. So I was like, so so far this week, I'm just like, mm, uh, we could, we could, we could get better than this. We can we can do better. So we'll see what happens tonight, man. I got a show every night. One show a night, though. I like that. I like that one show a nightlife. But I did get up uh, two times after my show at Brad Garrett's last night. I went to this place called uh, City Lights. Kind of like a bar show, but they got some seats for the show. And then, you know, you can sit around the bar. uh, Predominantly black audience, uh, black comedians predominantly. And uh, I got my revenge. Like, you know, I went up there mad loose. And that was the revenge I needed. I was like, ah, yes. And then after that, I went to um, I went to another spot, the Luna Lounge, hosted by Mike P. Man, shout out to him. Um, and this is a notoriously tough hookah lounge, right? Right by the Encore uh, Hotel, and because uh, they just be in there looking at you, man. Comedians be up there taking bullets, just taking it to the face. And normally, every time I perform in there. Usually when I come to Vegas, I go by the Lunar Lounge every Tuesday just to, you know what I'm saying, take that abuse from the crowd. And uh, I come out on top every time, but normally I cuss them out royally because they just be sitting there just looking at you, man. And I I can't ignore that, man. So I got to cuss them out just, just to get into it, man, just to get it started. I'd cuss them out, man. So I gave him a slight cuss out, but it wasn't like my normal, man. You know, normally I go in on them because I'm like, so I started it last night. I was just like, oh, y'all sitting here looking at me. I'm going to stand here and look at y'all. So I was just looking at them for like a minute, just looking at them. They was cracking up. I was like, man, you bastards, man. It's tough out here, man. Stand-up comedy is real. You know, Floyd Mayweather came through while I was on stage, uh, that's his normal spot on Tuesday nights, man. Uh, he came through. The money team was in the building, you know. He was cracking up, man. I was like, man, I want him. I want Floyd Mayweather to be like, man, you had me dying, man. Here's 10000 cash. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Floyd. You know, that would be the ideal, you know, interaction with Floyd Mayweather after he sees me perform. He's like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying, money team. You know what I'm saying? We do this, man. Since you made me laugh, since you entertained me, Here's 10000 for your entertainment. I'll be like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of tough out here for a kid from Chicago, man. Just trying to come up, man. I was born in Grand Rapids just like you, man. Thanks, Floyd. You know what I'm saying? This 10000 going to go a long way, man. I'm going to get something to my kids, you know what I'm saying? My ex wife. You know? I'm going to just continue building on, man. All right, get out of my face, though. All right, thank you, man. Humbly, humbly, though. I saw the vehicles parked outside just epic vehicles dog i was like man this is money for real those vehicles was epic i don't know what i don't even know what they were because i didn't want to be staring at the vehicles because i was like oh and i don't normally get hyped over vehicles like that but these i was like yeah i did i was gonna put them on my snap but I was like, nah, let me not do that. I don't want to be over there snapping in front of the vehicles and then security come scoop my ass up. Humbly, humbly, though. Because I didn't know if security saw me perform or not. If security had seen me perform, then I would have been more comfortable snapping by the cars because they, then they know. I was like, oh, he's a performer. He's not some random dude out here on the streets. That's that's the benefit of being a performer, man. You get little little perks like that, like, you know. They see you perform, so they know oh this guy ain't some random crazy dude just out here trying to exploit. He's an actual entertainer as well. So you know, you got stuff like that. But Vegas though, man. So I'm staying at the signature, man, and this it's really nice. This is a nice room. It's like it's really like an apartment. <clears throat> got the lavish shower in there, got the got the tub with the jets. Got its separate toilet space so you can close the door while you take a dump. So it's just the toilet, a phone and a door just, you know, so you can seal off the funk. The subpar, you know, scent can just be sealed off in its own chamber. And then you can come out, do your stuff at the sink without the, you know, the the nostril filth whifting through the air you know what i mean so that's dope man i got a couch if i get company i got a chair a love seat you know a desk couple chairs man i got a bed you know i ain't had no no company but still you know if you come through you know there's room to chill like come on in yo would you like a drink some healthy greens perhaps you know i do have that option in here i got a little stove in here a sink a fridge you know cabinets so I went to the store, you know what I'm saying? Bought some goods, got my little smoothie ingredients, my bananas, my kale, my spinach, my shard, my sh- no sugar added vanilla powder from the coffee bean and tea leaf. I, get, I, ha- I shouldn't have got these, but I got those fig bars from uh, Sprouts. Oh, I couldn't resist. Also got some pineapple, some watermelon, some cantaloupe, you know what I'm saying? Some coconut water. Yes, the coconut water. You know what I do with my smoothies? I make my smoothie, drink it, and then you still got a lot of residue just on the side of the smoothie cup. So I put the coconut water in there, shake it up to get all that residue, and then I drink it down with the coconut water. Therefore, I don't miss any of the nutrients. You got to get the nutrients out here. So <clears throat> what else I got in there? Anything else? I got my meal prep. You know, cause I be I be getting meal prep from uh, Mega Meal Prep. My girl Meg Scoop does a meal prep business, so I support her. So I got my meals in there, so you know I ain't been I ain't been eating out. So I'm like, yo, I'm out like, here doing all right. I ain't been spending too. I spent money to get all that stuff for the smoothies and the fruits and the stuff. But as far as dinner and lunch, I ain't been spending no break. But I did, I did get a slice of pizza last night. Like I couldn't resist. It was late night. It was about damn near two in the morning. I was coming back from that third set at Luna Lounge. And, uh, you know, I walked past and the pizza spot was still open. I was like, y'all still open? What time y'all close? And she was like, we close at five and then open at six for breakfast. I'm like, why even close? That, that, so we had time to cook breakfast. I was like, touche. Let me get a slice of this uh, this four cheese pizza right here. And, yo, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you. Let me. This pizza was good. This pizza slice was legit. And you know, I, I'm a pizza connoisseur, man. I, I felt it. It was pricey, though. That one slice was $8. So I wasn't feeling the price, man. I feel, I feel like they in this casino charging me airport prices, man. That was an airport price. $8 for a slice of pizza? Are you kidding me? I can get a whole hot and ready for five dollars at Little Caesars, okay, okay, the taste quality ain't there, but shit, it's a whole pizza compared to a slice, and I'm saving bread. You know what I mean? I could have got the crazy bread too, and this would've been. I could have got the hiding ready and some crazy bread for the for the price of that one slice. So I'm like, yo, I would never come to this piece of place if if my kids was having a party, man. That Hiding Ready be saving lives, man. Hiding Ready is God's gift to parents, man. You got the kids coming over for the birthday party, man. You can get four Hiding Readys, $20. You good to go. I just don't like overpriced. Like, I've come to find out that I'm not a cheap person. Like, you know, whatever I want, I'll buy. Um, But I don't like overpriced. Like, if I feel like it's overpriced and I'll be like, hey, man, what's going on here? Like, you know, I'll I'll spend money. Like, I notice if I go out, if I step out the door, I spend money. Like, damn it, man. As soon as I leave, I'm spending bread. That's why I just like to let me sit my ass down. Let me stay in the house because as soon as I leave, I'm spending money. Like, even back home in Cali when I'm at home, if I'm in my apartment, I'm cool. As soon as I leave the crib, man. I'm getting gas, I'm getting groceries. The boys want something to eat. Uh, Oh, I need this for the house. I need this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Money is spent as soon as I leave. I'm like, damn, I need to become a recluse so I can save this bread. (laughs) But I'm definitely not cheap, because like, if I want to see a movie, I'm going. Granted, I'll look for the deal. Like, because I feel like movie theaters are overpriced now. Like, I feel like, because AMC, man, they be robbing cats, man. Because normally, like a normal matinee, 6 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., that's when the prices should go up. Because it's nighttime, you know, y'all living lavish couples coming out. Hey, man, it's an experience. Traffic is heavy. We're going to charge a higher price, okay? So the matinee is supposed to be cheap. And I'm used to like $5.50, you know, $5, $6. It keep creeping up at AMC. It's like seven. It's like an odd number now. It's like $7.97 for a matinee at AMC. And they matinee ends at like 12 noon. What kind of matinee is ending at 12 noon, man? That means you got to get up at the crack of dawn to catch a movie, man. So with the AMC, man, y'all some y'all shady, man. I keep supporting y'all, but y'all shady as hell. That's why I like going to the Century, man. You get those lavish seats, man, the, the, the little recliner joints. I went to a movie. Um, when did I go to the movies last? I saw the nice guys. Me and my homegirl, Brittany, went and um, watched a movie in Long Beach. It was right next to the Long Beach Laugh Factory. She came with me to the show, and uh, we went to see you know the nice guys, and uh, they had those lavish seating arrangements. And they was like eleven dollars a ticket, so I, but I was like, "Cool, we get the lavishness." And I was like, "Yo, let's do it." Because like when you buy the ticket, once they show you that you can pick your seat, I was like, "Wait a minute, hold tight." Oh, wait, wait, is this the lavishness? And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, we about to be reclined up in this mug." And we sure was. Feet was up. Brittany fell asleep though. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that out there. Britney fell asleep at the movie. So uh, we went at like 10 o'clock. She fell asleep. I'm going to put on blast. I dozed off for like one minute, though. I- I'm going to put myself on blast. But uh, yeah, it was the doze off. Nice guys. Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, the nice guys. Um, I was really looking forward to this movie. As y'all may or may not know, I'm a huge fan of, of action comedies, buddy cop action comedy movies. I'm a huge fan. Last Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon. You know what I'm saying? Rush Hour one and two, um, Midnight Run with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Man, I love, I love them. I love this is Bad Boys. They, they, this is my genre. Running scared, man. These are my movies, man. Like, like I love it. I love it though. I love it when the action is good. And then everything else could be, like, you know, cool. So if you got good action and, you know, the comedy's right, I'm like, yes. Because I noticed Lethal Weapon got funnier as they went on. Like, the first Lethal Weapon, it, it had a way more serious tone. Yeah, it was some funny elements, but it was way more serious. And then um, Lethal Weapon 2, it got a lot funnier. Yeah, Joe Pesci in there as Leo Getz, and he was, like, really funny. And that whole toilet scene where uh, Danny Glover was stuck on the toilet, that was a funny scene. And then Lethal Weapon 3, I remember that getting pretty serious, like in the middle, um, because of stuff uh, Murtaugh was going through with his son. And then Lethal Weapon 4 was real silly, but it was dope. All four of those movies was good, man. That's a good-ass franchise. So that's a dream of mine, to be in a buddy action comedy man but i want the action to be crisp like i don't like some action comedies you can tell they don't care about the action it's all about the comedy like that movie with uh bruce willis and tracy morgan called cop out that action was bull. oh horrible action scenes man i was like these action scenes suck um I feel like Ride Along didn't get the action right. Like, I, I didn't like the action scenes in Ride Along. I was like, like, the, begin, the beginning of the first Ride Along where they was mixing the action scene with the opening credits and they would, like, pause and show the... I was like, no, don't, don't ever do this again. Don't ever, don't ever mix the action with the credits like this again. It's not... No, it's not the business, man. I, I, nah, I didn't like the action rush hour 2 man i like rush hour 2's action more than the first one and uh that little fight scene they had at the massage parlor was super dope super dope running scared with billy crystal and gregory hines one of my favorite joints man ah rest in peace to gregory hines man bad boys had great bad boys 1 and 2 had some dope action. Like, I saw Bad Boys 1 at the movie theater four times when it was out in theaters. Four times I went. I loved it, man, because it was funny, and then the action was dope. And then Bad Boys 2, they had too much action in Bad Boys 2. Like, I OD'd on action. I didn't even think that was possible. I OD'd. I couldn't even take no more action. Like, Michael, Michael Bay going to give you some action. It's going to be too chaotic, but he's going to give you some goddamn action. Even though he only produced the new Ninja Turtles movie, the city is getting destroyed. I'm like, Michael Bay was like, all right, I'll produce this if you destroy the city. They got that same element, man. Michael Bay does nothing small. I just want y'all to know that. Nothing small. Michael Bay has done Bad Boys 1 and 2, Armageddon, The Island, Pearl Harbor, Transformers 1 through 4, This dude is the master at tearing shit up. Like, this is his bread and butter. Like, I'm tearing up the whole city, and it's going to be long, and you're going to be tired of this action by the time it's all said and done. Like, you can't say, oh, man, it it was just slow. Like, you, Michael Bay and it was just slow don't even match. That don't even sound right. But, you know, Transformers movies, besides the first one, ah, it kind of sucked. But, uh, you know, hopefully Bad Boys 3 is on point. I heard he's not directing it, though. I heard it, uh, the director of Smoking Aces in this movie called NARC and the A-Team movie is directing Bad Boys 3. So we'll see how that go. We'll see how that go, out. But but the nice guys. I was really looking forward to this movie. It was written by Shane Black, who also wrote The Long Kiss Goodnight, The First Lethal Weapon, The First Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Last Boy Scout. This is the guy responsible for those movies. And uh, he directed, he actually directed uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, Iron Man 3. Now, Iron Man 3, ah, it was cool. I just didn't like that twist they threw in there. I was super pissed about the twist. But Iron Man 3 was better than Iron Man 2, but it wasn't good as the first one. So Shane Black. You know what I'm saying? And I love the uh, long kiss goodnight, by the way. Sam Jackson, Gina Davis, shit was dope to me. Anyway, so he, you know, he wrote and directed the nice guys. I was like, woo, yes, let's go. And I liked the trailer and everything. I did like the the chemistry between Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling. And it was kind of cool to see those guys in a lighter movie, even though it had gritty elements. It was rated R. It was just good to see these actors, like serious actors, being something that's funny, like, you know, like that. Like, I know Ryan Gosling was in some kind of romantic comedy, but I never saw it. And, uh, you know, Russell Crowe, he'd be all serious and stuff like that. But it was cool. They had a good chemistry. It was but something was missing. Like, I can't put my finger on what was missing. Like, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Like, it was enjoyable. Uh, I'll give it like a B, B minus. It was something missing, though, man. But it, it had some some good pockets, man. But uh, ultimately, I was a little disappointed, though, man. I was a little disappointed. It's worth the matinee. It's worth the matinee. Go, go check it out. But I was still just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it just didn't. Maybe my expectations were too high. I can't even put my finger on what was missing. Like, what what was wrong with it? Ah, and Shane Black has a gift for writing like good villain characters, like Milo in uh in the Last Boy Scout. He's like Joseph. He had <laughs> he had that soft ass voice, Joseph. And then um, uh, you know Gary Busey's character and uh Lethal Weapon was super dope, man. I feel like man, you gotta have good villains in movies, man. You gotta have that. That good-ass villain, man. Like, if you're going to have a good cop duo, the villain has to match, man. The villain has to just be formidable, charismatic, scary, all that. So, you, it builds up the show now. You know what I'm saying? Almost like a villain that you kind of don't want to lose, but you know they got to lose. The villain is everything. The villain is so important, man. I wouldn't mind being a good-ass villain in a movie. I know y'all see my little villain Sketches, But, like, on the series, like, I would love to be a villain. I would love to be a good guy, too. Like, you know, I want to be in a buddy cop movie so bad. Like, it's just me getting roughed up, thrown through glass windows, running, trying to keep it together. I'm too old for this shit. All that, man. I want in on every piece of that. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write my own action comedy buddy cop joint and even when i say buddy cop they don't necessarily have to be cops but you know usually if somebody's a cop you can get away with mad action with without everybody getting arrested that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying right there you know what i mean so the nice guys man uh so so far i'm two movies in to the summer movie season and uh the first one of course captain america's civil war um super dope All right, super dope. My homeboy, Jeru was like, man, I'm kind of getting superhero fatigue, but I liked it. I'm like, superhero fatigue? What the hell is that? I ain't getting no fatigue. We just getting started, man. Anytime. No, I I can't get superhero fatigue. I grew up on comic books, man. You you kidding me? I've been reading comic books for decades. I don't get tired of this. That's why they still making comic books. You don't get tired of this. They keep going. The stories keep going. Just make them good, make them hot, and let's keep this party going. Marvel, don't stop. I want Marvel to acquire X-Men so bad because 20th Century Fox is fucking it up, man. They just doing whatever they want to do with the characters and the storylines. Man, come on, man. Respect what was written. Do it the right way, please. Not like this. So I'm going to watch X-Men Apocalypse. I'm going to do a podcast on it, of course and uh but that don't come out till friday so i'm gonna watch it out here in vegas you know i'm gonna go to amc just because that's what i do and uh, i'm gonna watch x-men apocalypse and see what they talk about the reviews haven't been too kind but you know hey i'm gonna watch it anyway here's how i rank the x-men movies x-men one was cool but rushed i know a lot of people like it i'm like eh, it was rushed okay I still feel like the first X-Men, they should have had the original five members. That should have been the first X-Men movie. I understand you had the pressure. You wanted to put Wolverine and Storm in there because they fan favorites. But I feel like if you would have came out the gate with a solid ass, staying true X-Men story, you could have Magneto in there, Professor X in the original five, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Angel, and Beast. It would have been dope. And then for the sequel, you introduce Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine, um, Thunderbird, Sunfire. Let's go, man. That would have been super dope. And then we would have kept going. It would have been like how the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Like, everybody had, they took their time. That's why movies like Civil War work. It worked because you've established connection with all these characters individually because everybody had their own movies. They took their time. Like, Cap had his own two movies, you know what I'm saying? Iron Man had his own three, and the Avengers, you know what I mean? Black Widow's already established. You have seen Falcon a couple times, so it's like, you have seen Hawkeye, man. You've established connection with these characters, so now when they fight, you actually care. You're like, oh, man, oh, come on, not, don't hurt each other, guys. Let's, let's join it. Let's work together on this. Like, it hurts when they fight, and that's what was missing with Batman versus Superman, man. Like, they didn't establish that. Like, yeah, we know Superman, we know Batman separately, but like, why are they fighting? Why is there so much beef between the two? I feel like that was that picture wasn't painted clearly like Batman's angle. I got it a little bit more like, yo, this dude, Superman is an alien. Ultimately, he can take us out if he so chooses to. We got to take this dude down. So I get Batman's angle, but I didn't get Superman's beef with Batman. It just didn't make no sense. It wasn't strong enough for me. And so you know, and the movie Batman Superman was slow. It drugged. Civil War no drag, no drag. It was like okay. And then when they fought, you saw why. And the action scenes was dope. Spider Man was perfection. That kid playing Spider Man, Spider Man felt like a kid. He felt and looked young, like he should, a teen. You know what I'm saying? And he cracking jokes all day during the fight scene. This is Spider Man. This is who he is. Like, Tobey Maguire was good at the time, but he was mad emotional and sad and depressing all the time. And Andrew Garfield lightened it up a taste when he was in costume. He was mad silly, but out of costume, he was serious and crying and hurting and all that, too. And I know you got to put an emotional anchor in there, but do you really have to dwell on the, the downside of emotion so long? Because you saw how Deadpool worked. Deadpool was silly all the time, damn near, but he would get like serious a couple times, and then they'd be right on top of him with the humor, like, "Man, I got cancer, man. Yeah, and your face looks like you know a, a upside down pizza slice." And he's like, "Yo, right back on it." So, and Deadpool did amazingly at the box office. So definitely, man, let's let's lighten up Spider Man and let's rock with it, man let's go i'm excited about the new spider-man and black panther did not disappoint in civil war i was like please please don't screw this up man black panther is one of my favorite characters in the comic books man i just love his costume his whole vibe his independence like yo wakanda we don't need y'all leave us alone don't come over here leave our metal alone don't come over here if you don't want no problems we can handle it the whole black panther setup man i was like yes his costume was fresh the way he fought the stealth like yes this is what i wanted man this is what i wanted he did not disappoint i'm looking forward to the black panther movie man i can't wait and then they had one of his bodyguards in the movie i was like yes one of his bald-headed female bodyguards that kick ass let's go Civil War was dope, man. I wouldn't mind seeing the Black Widow movie, man. I like her character more and more. And um, yeah, like she came a long way from like Iron Man 2. I thought she was just going to be a throwaway character kind of. But I really started liking her and Cap and Winter Soldier. So I was like, yo. But Civil Captain America Civil War, if you're one of the few that haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's a good time at the movie theater, trust Hell, I might even watch it for a third time. Nice guys, though. Mm, I don't know. Brittany was like the girl I saw it with. She was like, mm, I didn't really understand what was going on. So ultimately, she didn't dig it too much, um, and I felt a little disappointed. It was cool, but maybe I like it more on a, on another viewing. But initially, when I left the theater, I was a bit let down but i did like it if that makes any sense at all I mean, once i pinpointed for sure then i'm gonna hit y'all up man but listen man sorry if this was too movie heavy for y'all but i love movies man so that's gonna definitely come up um thanks for listening to another episode of verbal cardio man hit me up please on my instagram uh hit me up on my facebook My Instagram, my Snapchat is Tony Baker Comedy. My Twitter, Tony Baker Comedy. Don't hit me up on Twitter as much because I don't really pay attention to it. But hit me up on Instagram and Snapchat for sure. Tony Baker Comedy. And uh, Comedian Tony Baker on Facebook, man. I, I hear y'all when y'all be like, where the verbal cardio is at? On Instagram, I see every one of those, and they, they coming. They come. I apologize. And thank you for even wanting to hear my podcast, man. Super appreciated. Spread the word. Let's go, man. Shout out to my co-host, Water. We out here. And uh, thank you for another session of that verbal guardian.